E.J. Liddell's decision on Monday night is the latest head-turner for Illinois basketball. How does it impact Brad Underwood's team, whichever decision he makes? Scott Ritchie, our longtime beat writer, will weigh in on that. We'll weigh in on how practice is going. We'll weigh in if Illinois volleyball still is a Final Four contender. All in this week's podcast, Inside Illinois Basketball. We'll be back after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week. From Dave Gentry's Morning Show to Scott Beatty's News Hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. Good morning, Scott. How you doing? I'm good. It's a big day, maybe. 11 a.m. Monday, we're, we're taping this uh, f- to use all week long, so let's get right to it. E.J. Liddell uh, is going to commit at 6 p.m. to who? I, the way things look now at just after 11 a.m., so seven hours to go where things could change. Recruiting's weird, but uh, looks like it's Ohio State. Let's say it is Ohio State. Uh, what's next for Illinois? Well, uh, considering still do- wouldn't have a commitment in the 2019 class if, if E.J. Odell does, in fact, pick Ohio State, uh, he just only moves on to you know, the next option. And, you know, maybe not at th- that same position, but Terrence Shannon is a, is a kind of a top priority for them. And you know, Oscar Sheboy is as well, although uh, – Getting him away from Kentucky or most likely West Virginia will, will still be pretty tough, but there are options out there. E.J. Liddell, of course, was a, a pretty good one. What happens if he picks Illinois? Uh, I don't know, fans celebrating the streets maybe? I don't know. I think that would be on the same level as Iota Sumu picking yeah, Illinois. Um, it's you know the state's top player in the, the senior class you know, choosing the Illini, which – you know, hasn't happened too frequently in the last several years. Um, so to do it in, in back-to-back seasons uh, would be uh, would be a good step in this this rebuild that Brad Underwood was trying to put together, and not just for all of the the peripheral you know, things, just you know, but you know because of what EJ Liddell can do on the court. I mean, he fits the type of player that Brad Underwood wants. Uh, you know, tough, athletic high motor and just does you know a lot of different things and does them well as a you know six seven you know power forward uh, if we can even use the the old you know positional you know stereotypes anymore but yeah he's can find a way to score inside against bigger guys and he can you know take those same bigger guys out to the perimeter and and work from there and he does a lot a lot of good on the basketball court that would fit into what Illinois needs because they don't have an EJ Liddell right now, and you know, Brad Illinois likes to you know build his rosters with you know different pieces, and that's a piece to the puzzle that that the Illinois could use. All right, so he announced uh, over the weekend that he's going to commit at six p.m. on Monday. What happens in between uh, that announcement that he's going to announce? <laughs> I mean, is there something these schools can do to like last minute sway this young man? I mean, all three, you know, Missouri included, you know, got the opportunity to have him on campus for an official visit, and that's where, you know, the last big, you know, word can be had on recruitment. Illinois, you know, was the last of those, so got the last word 
you know, from those, at least in that in that term. But you know, the coaches can obviously stay in contact with him and may just keep reiterating you know, how important he would be to you know what they're trying to do with their respective programs. And I imagine uh, he has gotten lots of text messages and calls from. Brad Underwood and his assistants, Chris Holtman and his assistants, Quanzo Martin and his assistants. So uh, I would imagine it's been a fairly busy weekend for EJ Liddell. All right. Any chance he changes his mind like this afternoon? Sure. I mean, I maintain that anything can and sometimes does happen in recruitment because it's just, I mean, it's a wild world. And But uh, EJ Liddell, he's really kept a pretty steady calm approach to his recruitment from the jump and he has kept his decision if he has in fact made the official one you know, by now you know, pretty close to the vest but just the general consensus is Ohio State as of right now and again that, that gives a little less than seven hours for that decision maybe to change We'll see. Uh, this is Inside Illini Basketball. Scott Ritchie, our men's basketball beat writer, uh, volleyball beat writer, football beat writer, everything Illinois beat writer. Uh, here every Monday, he'll answer your questions on Wednesdays at IlliniHQ.com. That will be, uh, uh, should be entertaining, too. Basketball practice is underway. Scott, you wrote about it in your full page of Sunday basketball. What should we know? Well, I got a chance to... You know, watch the end of that first day of practice last Tuesday, and uh, again, I took in all of practice on Saturday, and it's still early. Uh, this is a team that's still, you know, learning. You know, one, you know, Brad Underwood's system, and you know, two with even with the players here over summer. You know, most of them at least. Uh, it's a group that has you know more newcomers than returning players, so they're it's a feeling out process, just trying to. And learn how to play together as a team. Um, you know, there's moments that look great. Uh, I think everyone probably on Twitter saw you know, the video from day one of practice with Iota Sumu throwing an alley oop to, to Tevian Jones, who uh, can jump out of the gym and, and showed that you know when he you know finished that with a dunk. Then um, there's some moments in practice that you know, don't look nearly as good, and uh, maybe yeah. Know, show that this season could still be a bit of a challenge with a young team and you know a lot of you know freshmen that are probably going to be relied upon you know to play you know right away but they're less than a weekend you know, first game is until November 8th so there's time to to iron out a few wrinkles before that but uh, I think this will be a team that you almost have to assume will be significantly better in February than they are in November What's uh, next for them? Is there an inter-squad scrimmage? Is there a, a secret scrimmage somewhere in the Midwest? Uh, how do they prepare? Yeah, well, I mean, there will be a, an exhibition game against Illinois Wesleyan before the opener against Evansville, so that it limits them to, I believe, one of the secret scrimmages. Uh, and uh, there's no word on who they might you know, face in that, and there will be no official word because there can't be, but it always gets out. I mean, all of these quote-unquote secret scrimmages, people know, you know at least a few details from them you know, eventually, and that's across the board, not just at Illinois, certainly. So, And, I mean, every you know practice, there's 
you know, some some five on five run and just uh, in different situations. And that's what Brad Underwood you know, likes to do with his practices to you know, define a scenario and and run the team through that. Um, whether it be working on you know a full you know three quarter court press or you know, baseline out of bounds plays, you know, he said that that's going to be a priority because. There were a, a couple of those last season that came back to bite the Illini, so you can never work on those too much. But it's just a, a matter of you know, installing the system, getting you know guys, a guy like Sam McCain, a little you know, more up to date since he missed the summer, and you know of course then waiting to see when you know, guys like Adonis La Rosa or Anthony Higgs might be you know available you know, as they come back from their respective injuries. Brad Underwood scheduled to be at the Esquire for the uh, WDWS Sports Talk Show at 5 p.m. on Monday. Come join us. Yeah, and yeah, he uh, was originally uh, on the schedule for last week, but uh, he lost his voice, and it's been slowly coming back. Uh, he actually from too much yelling at the players, perhaps. No, I don't. I don't think so because he did plenty of that last year. Never lost his voice, but uh, it was it was funny. He was using. Uh, a microphone, or you know, kind of the well, pretty much what John Gross used during practice you know, on Monday, and that was just it was strange to one hear a very raspy voice coming you know out of the speakers at Open, but two, I mean, that's, he doesn't like to use those, but he was you know forced into it because can't really speak, couldn't at that point speak much of it, you know above you know a loud whisper. Hey, good uh, good interview with Jim Benson this week. Illinois State they got their own challenges, don't they? Yeah, and yeah, more off the court uh, than on the court mm-hmm. for ISU right now. With Malik Yarborough suspended after you know, getting into some legal trouble again, which I think is maybe the more concerning part is this isn't the first time that he's been in this situation, and he's one hundred percent clearly Illinois State's very best player, and kind of key to their entire season uh, if they're going to you know try to challenge you know Loyola for uh, the top of the MVC. We'll see what happens with him, but uh, there's uh, some talent on that ISU team and they've been very close the last couple of years of you know getting back to the NCAA tournament for the first time in well, it's been 20 years now and their coach Dan Moore was a player you know on that last team to make the tournament so mm-hmm. you know they're got to figure out you know what Yarbrough's deal is and when he might be back and then if he comes back uh, ready they'll, they'll be fine if not they're gonna have to have a lot of different guys you know step up but they return you know several different players from last year's team uh, including you know Phil Fain and then kind of in local news uh, Matt Chastain is back healthy uh, getting at least you know back to 100% after um, some a knee surgery kept him off the, the court last year. What do you hear about uh, the weekend? They had a big Nike shindig on campus. Yeah, what the, happened there. The coaches' clinic uh, drew a good number of you know, high school coaches out to, mm-hmm. to hear from you know, a lot of different uh, you know, big names. Really, Bob Knight basketball. was not here though, Scott. No, that yeah, kind of disappointed me. That that was obviously the kind of the when that first came out the the interesting name on the list given uh, his. Back and forth uh, with with Lou Henson, you know, throughout the years, but uh, he had was dealing with some some illness. But you know, Bo Ryan, you know, former Wisconsin coach, was here, and uh, also had you know Kermit Davis and, and Steve Forbes, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of coaches that 
you know, lower levels, but have made certainly made a name you know, for themselves. Uh, you know, Kermit Davis uh, now at Ole Miss, you know, from the work he did at Middle Tennessee. But yeah, it was a good event. And Saturday's Illinois practice was kind of the centerpiece of that. You know, Brad Underwood, uh, while leaving the practice, you know, really gave you know some good details about why he you know runs certain drills and what he's looking for uh, at different positions and. In, in different scenarios, so I think pretty, uh, pretty educational, really, for for the basketball coaches in attendance. All right, anything else basketball wise, Scotty? I need to know about. I'm not right now. I mean, okay. the EJ Liddell news is the biggest of the day, and uh, depending on how that goes, I mean, it really sort of defines the next path, you know, for Illinois in at least 2019 recruiting. Either they've got EJ Liddell and uh, a terrific start to their 2019 class, or they don't, and have to, you know, branch out in a different direction. And, you know, there's not an E.J. Liddell replacement, you know, among, you know, the guys they've offered. And there's really, um, you know, outside of Oscar Shibway, who, again, will be tough to get away from West Virginia and Kentucky. I mean, Drew Timmy's really the only other comparable player to E.J. Liddell. Um, and only is in the mix there. They had in-home visit with him. and But, you know, Texas A&M, uh, Gonzaga and Alabama are all after him you know, pretty hard as well. And then when it comes to bigs, I mean, that's you know, more guys are cutting their list and not including Illinois than keeping Illinois in the mix. Uh, Jason Jatobo, he plays at Hamilton. Heights Christian in Tennessee, he's got an official visit coming up this month. He's more of a Sheboy type, uh, kind of a true center. And I mean, that's really sort of it because, you know, Zeke Naji, he's you know high school lawyer out of Minnesota, cut his list to five and didn't include Illinois, you know, this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, one way or the other with E.J. Liddell. All right, Scott Ritchie was at volleyball on Saturday. The first loss, they finally broke the streak, the unbeaten streak. I promised an unbeaten Illini team. You were right, Scott. Is there any chance that uh, – Illinois can bounce back from this, I guess, and and creep into that top four. Well, they get another chance on Wednesday. Uh, they host Wisconsin, who was ranked number five uh, last week. We'll, we'll see how that changes today. Uh, the new poll comes out you know Monday afternoon, but probably will still be you know, in that top five of you know nationally. So gives Illinois another chance to see if they have you know, what it takes to not only just compete with, you know, the Big Ten's elite, but, you know, beat one and, and be the Big Ten's elite. Because you know, they hung with Nebraska fairly well on, on Saturday, but it really maybe hurt themselves, you know, more and kind of, you know, put Nebraska in a position where they could, uh, you know, win in four sets. So th- there's some areas they can clean up, and we'll see if it happens on Wednesday. All right, uh, football, kind of in a must-win situation Saturday, don't you think? I mean, this is the yeah. If Illinois goes to Rutgers and loses to a team that, I mean, immediately played maybe a little better uh, this past Saturday against Indiana, but that was coming off of losses to Kansas, not exactly a football power, and Buffalo, uh, who doesn't have Khalil Mack anymore, but still beat Rutgers handily. Uh, Illinois just it can't lose that game. You just one hundred percent absolutely cannot lose to Rutgers, even on the road. And expect you know this season to turn out any different than last. Scott Ritchie will be in beautiful New Jersey. I will be in New Jersey. It is beautiful. It's a nice campus, Scott. Trust me. 
Well, it'll be my first time. Okay. Yeah. I drove Scott back in the day. That was your choice. <laughs> I am. I like driving, I, uh, Scott. So I don't beautiful mind, country of ours. I don't mind driving either, but not all the way to New Jersey. I'd have to leave tomorrow. But uh, I'm going to take this contraption known as an airplane. And get you places pretty quick. Two hours, really. All right. All right. Weigh in with Scott each week. We're going to cut this one short because uh, Scott's got work to do. Plenty of basketball news, plenty of football news uh, coming this weekend. Scott, as always, appreciate you joining me. Thanks, Jim. It's another, another good one. See you.